Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Advanced Man Podcast. We are going to finish off our epic conversation with John Templeton. I want to give you a little bit of warning the second half of this chat. John and I start to get a little bit altruistic and super spiritual in the ancient cosmology of the world. You know, we start to get a little bit out there with our thought process and our sharings. It's a very, very fun episode. So jump straight in. Remember, the Advanced Man Podcast is helping men advance in their health, happiness, relationships, identity, and wealth, and all the guests have mastered at least one of those areas in their life that I bring on. So if you're a man that wants to advance in one of those areas, either reach out to me or reach out to one of the guests that we have. All their information is available in the bio underneath this. You can find them and go follow them on social media also. All right, let's jump straight in. You know, that's the real battle. And when someone is trying to think their way mm. out of it, mm. you can get caught with all these questions of like, well, what the do? Essentially, like, you could there's vice behavior and virtuous behavior right vice behavior would be um anything that's i've got my own definitions this is something i've explored hugely over the last six months yep advice behavior is anything coming from a disempowered state virtuous behavior is anything coming from an empowered state Mm -hmm. and everybody has a life purpose Mm -hmm. all right i know that gets thrown around we do we know what it is people are lying when they say they don't know what it is Mm -hmm. it's there within them Mm -hmm. it's just the fears and other people's opinions that block it Mm -hmm. And so the the question is, is this taking me closer to my purpose or further away? That's the most basis, basic premise for, mm-hmm. for you know, is this actual behavior or just happy in the short term or feeding into the long term? Mm-hmm. And when, our, when we're emotional, mm-hmm. right, we're either in a, our nervous system is either stimulated mm-hmm. or it can be too parasympathetic. So it's like apathy. We were talking about that, right? You're yeah. just flat as a pancake. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're taking action out of either of those polarized emotions so something that's stimulating your nervous system anger excitement elation pride um desire any of those things are gonna it's gonna be a vice behavior it's not it's not a wholesome action you're doing it for short-term gratification and the negative this is just my models and frameworks the negative ones are uh, shame fear um depression apathy grief sadness so you can either be in the positive or the negative um, emotions and anytime you're acting from there you're essentially either acting from i need to prove myself like that would be anger or desire like i need to achieve something to to fill in the void i'm feeling or the negative pole is that's like a way from motivation like i'm feeling a negative void i don't you know i don't want to feel it anymore Mm -hmm. and that is always going to lead to loops and cycles in behavior and never really following your purpose and so when we come into a state of equanimity so we're not over emotional we're more balanced we're more like as our true authentic self our action then is going to be done through the love of the action Mm. not looking for a destination Mm -hmm. so it's not oh i'll i'll for example going to the gym it's not i'll get a good body if i go to the gym it's no i just love the feeling of my muscles working and, mm-hmm. and and it's the process i love and so it's this transition from external validation looking for something outside of us to validate us to internal validation it's like i just love doing this thing mm-hmm. and it's a transition from looking for a destination or i call it if then living so it's if i get that then i'll be happy or mm-hmm. if i do this then i'll be mm-hmm. transition to as i do this mm-hmm. then i'm happy mm-hmm. and that to me is the the difference between 
like you can have sex you're a sex coach right yep it can be a vice it can be a virtue mm, is it coming from the heart are you doing it because you feel unworthy are you doing it because it validates you or gives you a status that's the positive mm. versus the negative mm. or are you doing it because the process is wholesome yeah. and you're experiencing um love in that moment i know? have it from like is my cup full and it's overflowing out of me or is my cup empty and i'm trying to fill it up you know um there's a frame a sentence or a, i can't remember who said it i said it and then someone i said a thing and then someone commented on my thing stating it better than i i did you know yeah from someone else and they said everything that we do is either an action of love or a call for more love it's beautifully said and i was like oh that just that just hits you know mm -hmm. it's like i'm full and i'm giving or i'm empty and i'm trying to get that's it and and I use that in my interactions with other people too. It's like if I'm triggered by the way someone is acting or saying or speaking to me or whatever, you know, like I'm like, well, are they, are they trying to give me love and it's coming through this filter or are they actually trying to get love and it's coming through this filter, right? It, yeah, because even the negative aspects, like when we're when in an argument with a, a loved one, it's like, well, are they trying to give me love but it's coming through pain or are they trying to get love and it's still coming through pain? Um, and that that has saved so many relationships for me mm -hmm. that that framework of like you know because there's those mo there's the, those moments in time where you just go i give up you know and we've all had them at, for different things you know i'm right training for an ironman and there are many times i've been training and i'm a couple of hours in i'm like i give up now <laughs> but now it, it, you know now i give up and, and and it's like can i just you know one more step and what i love about the gym <laughs> apart opposed to the you know physical benefits this is and i'd actually love to get your opinion on this we talk about purpose, right? Men have a purpose. Women have a purpose. We have a purpose. When you're in the gym and you're you're lifting heavy, your your purpose becomes really fucking simple. It's not. It no longer tr goes into this like I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be the Tony Robbins of coaching, or you know this or that. There's like all that dissolves. All you're trying to do is lift a fucking piece of lead 12 inches or 24 inches. It's like your whole purpose narrows down to one simple movement, and the only thing you can do is be present. And I feel like part of the reason the gym is so good for us as men and we love it is because it just stops the noise. Because when you're trying to bench 100 kilos or 80 kilos or fucking lift a dumbbell or whatever, everything else dissolves. Even if you've got headphones on, all of a sudden the music goes away and your simple mission in life is to move this piece of lead from here to here. And life becomes very simple. Uh, same with running, right? It's just one step. It's just one step. Swimming, one stroke. Like whatever, whatever your thing is, you know, people, that's why I love people hiking it's just like it's one step one step uh and it's a form of meditation but yeah i was i'm curious to hear like do you feel like do you, what's your perception on that belief of like it's just about narrowing the mind into something so straightforward and simple that you almost can't fuck it up yeah well you're speaking my language like presence is the key yeah um you know i've got this retreat in bali i send everyone that's coming to bali an email and i said there's two things that i want you to focus on for this retreat mm. that we will focus on one is presence mm -hmm. presence is the gateway to transform everything mm. everything once mm. you become present boom it's game time and the second thing is in the power of intention so mm -hmm. presence and, and intention mm -hmm. and again we were talking about before you know vice behavior is when you're not present mm. virtuous behavior is when you're super present mm. and you when you're emotional, not present. When the emotions are clear, equanimity, presence. And from that, yeah, from that place of presence, you are so in the moment. Um, this is when I believe God talks to you, like mm. divinity talks to you. That's your connection to, to your soul and spirit is when you come into that place of presence. 
and you know the question is like how do you get there and one way you said and, and i don't know if you've looked into have you heard of the book flow from mikhail chiksenmihai i haven't heard of it yeah i haven't i don't know anything about it but i have heard of it yeah all the great teachers are teaching the same thing even um you know eckhart tolle yep. with you know the power of presence and uh dr john d martini and it's mm. one of the the common things is like when you are when you're challenged mm -hmm. and that thing becomes so important and you are equipped so it's like it, it's the it's the balance of support and challenge so when you're right on that sweet spot that's when you go into the state of presence and the state of flow and the gym of course that you know when you're lifting heavy you you kind of i'll tell you a funny story you can't afford to not be present <laughs> you can die <laughs> I, yeah 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 and and this is i'm very uh into the the, the mechanics of the universe and mm -hmm. how energy you know works and um i know that as soon as i'm off center life is going to give me feedback mm -hmm. right so i snapped my collarbone training with um doing some calisthenic stuff i was just i was just doing something uh, to, to you know to get validation it was coming from an emotional place yeah. and that's when your relationship will fucking that'll be the <laughs> biggest place that you get feedback from always like first. this girl that that broke me to pieces mm. you know she humbled me because mm. i was too proud mm. and so it was like that gave me an ego check so there's always the universe is always giving us feedback for us to transform an aspect of our, ident our identity mm. and i was in the gym the other day and there's this beautiful girl and i'm like i started to sort of become not obsessed but like <laughs> i was like fuck she's gorgeous and then yeah. every day i saw her i was like man she started to steal my energy and i was no longer present right sure. so as soon as you start to sort of put someone on a pedestal you lose presence mm -hmm. And so I was going, ah, oh, you know, she's amazing. And I did my hair for the gym that day. I never, never, I'm normally like, I'll wear a baseball hat and I'll just go in and, but I just knew she'd be there training. And so I was like, I'll, um, I'll do my hair. Right. And this is the start of the end. Cause as yeah. soon as you try to impress someone, it's like, you're already losing. Yeah. And, um, I saw her come in and I was like, oh, yeah. And I was squatting and I was squatting heavy and I was like, sweet. And then I was doing a, a heavy back squat. I was going for a set. And I looked in the mirror and she was looking at me from behind, but in the mirror and I tore my calf muscle. Oh. I just went down and I started to come out the squat and like, as my legs sort of like turned on, my yeah. calf muscle just tore and I, um, I stood it up, but I was like, fuck. And I just knew what happened. Mm. And so that was, I went home. So I did that. I kind of walked off trying to not be in too much pain <laughs> and shame. And uh, I went home and I just, I've got a process called depolarization, which is a process I just take myself and other people through and straight away I just went home and I, I knew that that calf tear was a sign for me to balance my perception of this girl, mm. you know, mm. and not be infatuated or mm. obsessed with her or attached to her. Yeah. So I went and did that and, you know, 48 hours later, my, my calf was, the hole in it from where it had torn had just almost disappeared. Wow. Um, and again, that leads me back to, to divinity, God, miraculous healing, the power yep. of the universe. Like, I know this is a bit off topic. No, no. But I just love it. Absolutely. I, I Look, I went and studied at a mystery school and oh. occult cosmology and fucking <gasps> sacred sexuality, sex orgies. And like, I've done some weird shit, man. And uh, behind all that, like a lot of it was the study of the universe and the way the soul evolves and the, and the planetary soul. So maybe another podcast or maybe. even just another chat. We can just go <laughs> deep into that weird shit. Um, isn't it? I find it interesting. I think the reason I uh, am so passionate about coaching men around sex and sexuality is because of that kind of story you just mentioned and the breakup too. You know, I feel like everything that a man does, even if it's for his own purpose, is still to get a woman on, on like, because the love that, you know, like if we get to 90 and we're 
a solo with no kids and no whatever. It's like, there are some people that that's exactly what they're destined for, but I believe 99.99% of the planet are here to procreate and to experience the love of a family and to, to have that. And I'm not saying that, you know, um, I guess I am kind of saying that, you know, everything we do is to be happy, like you said. And for me, the deepest form of happiness is connection and love, and which is typically with, with a partner and with a family. And like I said, some people that's, that really isn't cool, in my opinion, they're the minority. You know, they're the exception, not the rule. Mm. Um, because, you know, the story that runs through my head is if I don't look good, a, a woman's not going to be attracted to me. If I don't have a good income, a woman's, I can't provide for my, my partner and family. Even though she will work and we will work, you know, I still <laughs> still want to be the, the main breadwinner, right? I still want it. Um, if I'm not emotionally stable, you know, the trust in the relationship won't be there. Um, and the amount of men that I help through breakups and breakdowns, because generally that's what the breakup leads to, uh, and then hopefully we get to the breakthrough part, <laughs> you know, it's, it, like I said, prevention is better than cure, but most men won't take action until they hit that rock bottom place. Um, and I, you know, I read a post that you put up a couple of months ago, I think it's maybe even started the year about turning off women for a little while and deciding to go celibate. And um, I didn't do my post publicly, but I've actually been doing the same. I have not had sex since just before Christmas. Um, and I've, I've gone through phases in my life where I've done it multiple times. But I'm, I'm still attracted to women, right? Like I still more it, because you can't exactly, have them. <laughs> exactly. Like it's like I still I don't go to the gym so much because uh, I'm Ironman training so it's all outdoors. But I mean I live in Burley, right? Like I walk down the street and I'm, my head is still on a fucking swivel. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm like, why do women have this power over us? What is it that we 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 long for, we crave for so much? I feel like the um, it's mutual. Mm. We, you know, they want us as much as we want them. And I've got tons of girl friends and clients um, and they, cra I was working with a client yesterday and she's just like, you know, craving a man. Mm. Um, it's energetics. It's polarity. We, mm. it's, we are half without the, 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 the other half. Mm. Right. And I say half, maybe it's not half exactly, but <laughs> you know, the man and the woman, that is the ultimate union, as yeah. you said, of bringing two together. Mm. And the, you know, uh, again, uh, I don't want to go into the science of it all, but studying attraction and even down to genetics. In fact, there was a study, you might have even heard of it, and it was called like the something like the smelly t-shirt study. Have you heard of it? No. It's a, it's a really cool one. I'm so essentially, around pheromones. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so they had these men wear a t-shirt for 48 hours. Um, so they slept in it, they worked in it, they did everything. And then the, the men gave these um, the, these t-shirts were given to woman, but the woman couldn't see the man that was wearing it. Sure. It was just the t-shirt. And then the woman had to sniff the t-shirt and decide who was the most attractive. Mm. And essentially, whatever the woman was lacking, um, whatever the woman was lacking, she would be attracted to the opposite in the smell of the man. Yeah, right. Um, so they were men from different areas. Like, you know, one would be a worker, one would be an office dirt. Like, they were, they were different types of men. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more around, like hormonally and right. um even genetically right so it's like the opposites attract yeah yeah in, you know in, in the short in the short down left right yeah. yeah in the short of it and so um the I, I i sort of agree with what you're saying when it's like our purpose is for that sacred union but i want to go one step further and say i believe that 
once that sacred union occurs, then the relationship mm. has a purpose greater than the people within it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like it, the, the relationship is a third entity. Yeah. It's like I'm an entity, my partner is an entity, and together our relationship is a third entity. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like the key, the masculine, the lock, the feminine, put them together, like what are you unlocking? There's yeah. a gift there for the world. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So I'm going to have to start drawing it to a close. Um, with the... With the identity and the happiness, we go back. We we start to go down a relationships thing, which is cool. But just pull, just pull it back. The identity and the relationships. Uh, sorry, the identity and the happiness. It sounds like you're out of the the, the dark night. How do you maintain it? Like, because when you said before, you know, you get out of it, you feel a little bit good, and then you get punched in the face again, right? I've I've had clients, you know for a couple of years now sometimes and uh you know they're in tears on the call and they're processing and like when does this shit fucking stop and i just go it never stops what happens is these dark processes they happen less frequently and not only do they happen less frequently they don't last as long until we're 85 and you can you know just sit back and be like oh life you know um what are some of the tools that you now use obviously you know you've named a couple but like what are the things you do to be on purpose and to stop those, you know, let's call them dark thoughts or dark moments kind of drawing you back into the hole. I meditate a ridiculous amount. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, I always was like, meditation's not for me. Mm. I, I went maybe like four or five years ago, I went to through all of Dr. Joe Dispenza's trainings and did all that. And I remember sitting at his uh, event, it was a week long advanced retreat in Sunshine Coast. And just hated it. I was like, I'm fucking not enjoying this. My mind is just like, fuck this. And I remember I was sitting, and I was watching the video, I was like sitting like this, just like, I'm not fucking doing this meditation. <laughs> and um, his arms crossed for the, for the audio Yeah, and I was like, I had my eyes closed, but I was just being a grump. And then I opened my eyes to look if anyone else was like fidgeting around or having a bad time. And this was on one of the last days. Like, we'd been meditating for a week. Mm. And I looked beside me. And there was someone standing on the chair beside me. I was like, fuck, that's weird. <laughs> and then I looked up and it was Dr. Joe Dispenza looking at me. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> naughty, naughty child, like not doing what he's meant to. Um, on the very last meditation, I had an experience with God, which was, or divinity, the yeah. universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so that was cool. And I tried to recreate that for years, never could. And um, yeah, I was just like, had this relationship my meditations were always guided with music and i, mm. I was like is this it mm. well i found out that's not it there mm. is like there is so much magic when so there was a, this period um i was going through this breakup with this girl and it was like chronic fear and anxiety and unworthiness and i've got a chair in my room which i love and i just went and sat in this chair and i started to just notice i was feeling my feelings and i was aware of them and it was so chronic, I wanted to vomit. And I just stayed there. And I was like, I'm not getting out of this chair until something happens. And I sat there for four hours total. Wow. But what happened um, after about three and a bit hours was everything went silent. Mm. And I'm like, Wayne Dyer has this quote, and I'll never forget it because I know it um, intrinsically now. I've experienced it, which is um, the only thing you can't separate is silence. Mm. And I just, I just heard the sound of silence for the first time in my life. My mind was... It was gone. Still. Yeah. There, there, there was no concept of even a mind. Yeah. And it was like pure presence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I'd been present with running and all sure. of those things. Yeah. No, I was lying <laughs> yeah. to myself. Yeah. And you know, there's maybe even more. And I would 
be an idiot to think there isn't. Mm. And so I just experienced this feeling of like pure presence and the sound of silence. And I just remember going, wow, this is available to me at any stage. Mm. So that became my, my safe haven. Mm. And so, you know, whenever I felt emotions or unworthiness coming up or, you know, even if I saw this girl's name, I would have this dose of adrenaline hit my body and, and, and anxiety come up. Is that the ex you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that leveled me. Yeah. She actually gave me the greatest gift in the world. So yeah. thank you, you know who you are. <laughs> um, and so I, whenever I felt that, I would just sit in this chair and could just come back to the safe spot. And I wouldn't always get to that level. Sure. But, you know, it's, it's like degrees. And mm. if I could get 90% of the way there, you know, that's me 90% in my center, in my power, in my truth, present with life, mm. not stressed, not worried. I'm like, that became... Even this morning, like every day, every morning, I'm like, I don't get out of that chair until I'm in a state of presence. Mm. And so, you know, everyone's got the morning routines. I'm sure you're in breath work, ice bath, all those things. I tried it all. I was like, yep, they work. Nothing has even come close to just sitting with your thoughts until they disappear, you know. And when that authentic self is present, I'm like, I actually feel unstoppable. Not in a way, not in the masculine way of like, sure. I'm going to kill you, but in a way of just knowingness of like... Mm. I'm just going to do this until I die. You're saying you're unfuckwithable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And David Hawkins, he called it invulnerability. So we talk about being vulnerable. He's like, well, no, the next level is invulnerable. And um, I was like, ah, I can feel the beginning of what he's talking about Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my go-to tool is, that's why I said to you about my retreat. Nothing else matters if you're not present. So find that presence. And then if there's something triggering you, like this girl at the gym for me, mm-hmm. or like maybe running out of money, mm-hmm. I would get myself present. And then I would take myself through a process to actually change the beliefs I had about myself, my worthiness about these women, um, so that those things no longer triggered me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my number one tool is like really learning to meditate and find, find silence. Mm. Oh, it's heaven. It is. It, I, it, yeah. I'm just I'm like, yeah, fuck, I don't meditate. And I've done it. I lived in a Buddhist monastery. I was the 900-hour yoga teacher training in India where we fucking did a lot of meditation. Whoa. And uh, I, I know what you're talking about, and I don't do it. Why, why not? My my current identity status is like, it doesn't. it's not for me. Mm. Yeah, it's very much that. Mm. And I think it's because I, it definitely feels like, you know, we were talking about how I'm going in construction to take, and I feel like, the, the amount of pressure I put myself under to achieve more, to do the things that I'm supposed to do, it's like if I meditate, I'm not doing the things I should be doing. But then I'm scrolling on my phone instead. You know what I mean? It's like it's it, I'm not doing the shit I should be doing anyway. So, um, but yeah, it my, my excuse, the reason I tell myself is that's not on the to-do list. Um, yeah. And I also believe, what I love about what you said is sit until you're present. Not meditate for 20 minutes you know, sit until you're present, which is a whole different... For me, I like that because there's a challenge in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that can be a problem with that. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I'm present now. Oh, no, you're not. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like yourself, I like to be challenged a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, very interesting. All right, I've got two questions to close us up. Mm-hmm. And you might just answer the same as what you just did, but how does a man become an advanced man within his identity? Well, first, I would say you have to desire that. You have to want to be great, greater than you are, not great compared to someone else, but like you have to want to, you have to really 
make it a priority to to to, to grow and be, be as great as possible that's the first thing and i think you know once that intention is set the universe is going to give it to you you know and <laughs> you might not like the way it gives it to you probably won't yeah so that's the first thing just set an intention to i, would, I just want to be greater mm. and you know when challenges or opportunities show themselves it's like lean into what's going to make you greater mm. um you know i'm a huge believer in mentorship mm. um most coaches are <laughs> yeah yeah you know and they say if you if you can't do it just teach it so, you know. um i got to the point though where i was you know through this whole experience i the last lady i hired to help me i paid her eight grand for four sessions wow and she's in northern new south wales um and i had two sessions and then cancelled wow. i was like i'm done it was just like i had re-entered the most chronically um disempowered relationship of my life like if wow. i played you some messages it was like she would say you're fucking disgusting I, like you just your energy is i despise your energy and i was like fuck i've hired you to help me and you're just like mm. narcissistically abusing me wow and um again her sales pitch must have been amazing then well it was a referral from a friend and yeah. and like i was struggling so i was like you do whatever to get out of it and i and i said to her i was like and i showed this lady my bank account i was like this is the last of my money like I'm fucking desperate here. And um, even after that, I was like, you know, look, you know I'm in a bad financial position. Can I get a refund? And she's like, no. Nah. And I am I have the wisdom to go, well, there's an $8,000 lesson in this. I just haven't learned it yet, right? Sure. So, that, again, that was one of the greatest things that happened to me because what it did, it forced me into my seat. Mm. That was when I went to my seat and I was like, this is on me. Mm. You know, no one's coming to save me. Yeah. So mentorship, yes, but don't become dependent. Yeah. Obviously, if you... I love that over independent over dependent it's like find the middle path and i think any coach that tells you you need more mentorship continuously um is probably not the best coach for you either because i'm a big like i don't want my clients forever like and i tell them that i'm like if you if you're still here in two or three years i've not done my fucking job properly absolutely and that being said like i've got one client now we he's been on and off for two years right so he came through my four-month mentorship and we did some one-on-one -on -one. yeah now he's in my academy and so it's like, you know, he's learning different things, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that in 12 months time, he's gone. Yeah. You unless know? you have a new product that you've learned about exactly. and he would like, and you can continue. For sure. And yeah. unless I'm not seeing perpetual growth in him, you know, like mm -hmm. he's in the last three months, fuck, his integration level has become exponentially better than what yeah. it was. You know, it does take time to break patterns. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think integration is really fucking important and, and, people need to learn to stand on their own two feet. And I think, you know, yes, time, change takes time. And, okay, how do you do on your own? Go do it on your own for a little while. And then if you stumble, okay, then we'll talk about coming back and seeing what you need to integrate more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you become friends with your clients after oh, that period of time, hey? Always, mm. always. Especially the good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only the good ones. Well, they, they become good by, yeah, yeah, by yeah. being around you and learning and growing. 100%. Yeah. And, and I become better from them too. 100%. Yeah. All right. So the last question, when you're 85, 95, whatever, what do you want to be able to look back on and be proud of for yourself? Can I take a moment to think about Absolutely, this? Absolutely, man. What do I want to look back on and be proud of? Mm. Um, you know, I always say to myself, it, I take 100% responsibility for everything in my life. And life gets easy when you do that because you're like, well, this is on me. How can I do something better? And so, you know, everyone, everyone's going to have an opinion about what you should be doing with your life. Even the other day. I was um, I was going having a bit of a moment, and a friend of mine was like telling me, 
And I was just like, well, this is just your projection of how you would deal with it. And I've always said to everyone who's like, well, you know, even during the depression, my dad had an opinion. Everyone had a fucking opinion on how to fix it. Mm. And I just, when I get to like 90, I know I'm just going to look back and go, I consciously chose every single thing that happened in my life. Mm. And that way I will, I can't not be proud because I, I chose it all, mm. you know? Mm. And so that's, that's the key for me. Did you, did you consciously choose all of those things? That's a shit answer. I'm going to try that with a little twist on it. Um, I followed my dreams. Mm. You know, even if that cost me my life, mm. even if that cost me my friendships, my relationships, mm. even if that cost, even if that cost, like, I, I said to you I made a lot of money early in life, right? Yeah. Um, I was mortgage free at 30 and invested it. I would give all of that away to follow my dreams. Mm. And not many people would. And so I'm like, I couldn't, if I was, I just couldn't live. Mm. If I wasn't doing mm. the thing I have in my head that I want to go forward and achieve, mm. the, I would just kill me now, yeah. you know? So when I'm 80 or 90, it's like... But you left it all on the table. It, yeah, all of it. You know, I loved, I failed, I fell on my face, I went to the pits of depression. It's like, I really gave this a good crack, you know? Mm. And, um, and I believe that the first half of life is the lesson, the second half is when you're the teacher. And I feel like I'm really moving into that aspect now. It never ends, but general. Yeah. Um, and this sounds corny, I just, you know, I wanna help others. Mm. And to, to the older I get, the more I'm gonna learn and help others. And again, terrible ending to the podcast, but <laughs> no, I, I hope that helps someone. No, it's fine, I think it's great. You know, I've asked this, I've done a couple of episodes now and we've got a whole bunch more. And it's always intriguing hearing different people's answers. And sometimes they have it and sometimes they unpack it like, like you did. Um, but there are some common themes and I look forward to kind of making a bit of a, uh, a real... Montage. Yeah, a little montage, a little reel on, on what everyone says after about... Yeah, you know, what do people say? Um, something very similar. Basically, they left it all on the table or, you know, some people it's just that they, that they raised a family, right? You know, um, that they, some people just say that I helped one person. You know, it... it but it all is always about mm -hmm. um, that they put in effort. Ultimately, the underlying underlying theme. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that effort effort was always put in. I'm going to unpack this more. Yeah, that's great. Thank great. you for that. No, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on, John. This has been amazing. Um, definitely sounds like there are maybe a couple of other podcasts in the works with some some darker, <laughs> deeper unpackings. Um, maybe even just fucking coffee on the on the deck one day. Yeah. But uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, everyone else, if you liked this podcast, please subscribe uh, on whatever channel it is you're listening to. Um, the Advanced Man Academy is here to help men advance in their life. So if you know a dude that needs some help, um, please send him a link. Um, I'll put all of John's credentials and, and links at the bottom of the thing. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, like for me, helping people is, and just like John, helping people is what I'm here for. And that's what this podcast is for. So please tag a buddy. Thank you very much.